Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview. And I hope we. See you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks where you can hear the rest. Over 10 years ago, there was this documentary on YouTube. I think it might have been by Russian Times or something. And it was about being black, being black in Russia and racism in Russia. And it's very interesting. They were talking about like the rise of like white nationalists and skinheads in Russia, but also there had black people in Russia. But these black people, I remember, is really funny. They were like straight off the plane uh nigerians like thick nigerian accents or whatever but remember this is the 2000s so there was the oversized jerseys there was the uh <laughs> whole dip dipset kind of look there were there were hip-hop clubs in in russia and these african guys like the three african guys that lived together they were like you know i'm going to the club you know and they would go and put on the whole um attire and they would just go and to me, it was so obvious that they weren't like American or of that culture. And they were like, yeah, we, we don't even like hip hop. <laughs> but they were <laughs> they were crushing it with Russian girls. And like in the documentary, they left the club. They pulled like uh, three Russian girls and got into the cab with them. And, and then like they were talking to them because, yeah, you know, we've been cleaning up by <laughs> dressing uh, hip hop because everybody wants to see like that uh, American authenticity. And I just find it so funny. That's that funny. Accents were super thick. If if I can find this documentary, it's like 10, 12 years old at this point, but I'll put it in the show notes somewhere. But yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, please link that. I, I have a personal anecdote to the exact dynamic. Uh, in like in the club, you know. Uh, so I was, you know, so I was going to the club with like, uh, with like with my friends, and you know, and it's like three, four o'clock, right? The club's about to close down. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to holler at this, this lady, whatever, you know, like, you know, as a young man. And uh, I'm just like, you know, making this joke that like everybody in the club is leaving because like, you know, because they're really afraid of me. And then, so there was this this guy who was like a figure in the scene because he was like, he was involved in the uh, like the drug trade or whatever. And he was this Nigerian guy. He was a personal trainer. He's like 6'3". He's like super strong. And they, everybody called him Biggie. And he would like wear these, these you know, hip hop clothes, but like. It seemed like he was never really into it, and then and then he heard me like sort of over talk, like talking with this lady, talking like, "Ah, everybody's scared of me. That's why they're leaving the club, not because it's like closing down." And he comes over and tries to like sort of pick a fight. Fight would be, um, and he's like, you know, he's like saying all this, and then uh, like and every, all these other people were trying to like they're like, "Oh, you guys are all black and stuff like that." And I was like, I was like, nah, man. I was like, this uh, like this guy doesn't feel that way as like and and it turned it got into blows and we got into a big rumble because he kept he kept like trying to like point at my chest like and like and saying like nigga 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 and i was like you know this guy's over here at the thursday night hip-hop night you know being you know trying to bag on these trying to bag on these german ladies and he obviously has like a huge problem with black americans because now that he's like angry 
you know, he's, he's it all comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using the word nigga like he, like uh, you know, like he, like he's from I don't know, Jacksonville or some shit. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and it's it's really true. Like, um, well, there's one problem I've had with um black people of American descent is I always so black people of immigrant descent is like a lot of them don't want to come clean that there's anti-blackness in uh their communities so if you say it even they'll come against you so i remember there's a guy on twitter who was like you know i'm tired of uh people lying and saying saying that their households don't talk a certain way about black americans and all these people like i don't know about your household but my household never did, et cetera. And this is kind of like almost code. You're not supposed yeah, that to kind talk of blew about. up. That kind of blew up on Twitter. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just going at this guy. And then I um, backed the guy up. I was like, you know, it doesn't happen. And people were like, well, maybe you have a camp family of coons, but my family's... I'm like, come on, man. Stop. <laughs> like, like, why? Just stop it. Like, just, it's okay. You know, just, just say you don't have to... You know, it might not even have been your parents, you know, I'm not saying everybody's parents. It might not even have been your parents because some people's parents aren't like that. I'm not saying everyone's like that. But to say that it doesn't exist in the culture or that lie. Yeah. Yeah. Or say that your parents might not have been uh, anomalies. And also, I think people also separated from back home to here, because I think sometimes when people are back in their home countries, they don't really have that same level of anti-black Americanness to the same extent. As when you immigrate here and you start realizing, damn, I've been lumped at the bottom. And to save my my, my brain, to save my, my psychic survival, I need to convince myself that I'm at least second from the bottom. You know, like like I think something about it being in America really, or being in a Western country in general, really like exacerbates the need to separate themselves and stuff. But yeah, a lot of people don't want to admit uh, that happens at all. That's actually um, one thing that I really respected about you and this podcast is like when I first heard you talk about that, I really like that really resonated with me because, I, you know, you hear things, people say little like sometimes it will even sound kind of like white supremacist, like it would be code, coded language, like it would be like a little coded diss or something. And you're like, you know, you kind of look at them like, OK, I, I see what you're trying. I see what you're getting at. You know what I mean? And if you point it out, point out like the like how venomous that kind of tone, like that kind of thing really is you're kind of painted as the bad guy within like your community. Like you're kind of painted as like, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know. They'll totally gaslight you. They'll totally gaslight you. It almost comes across as like that, like pick me thing where they're like, oh, you're just trying to impress like these other people because you're you're just trying to like be on their side as opposed to us. And I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense because like, if you're actually like being, trying to be genuine and trying to actually genuinely like get on code, like you, you should at least come clean about like some of the stuff that like is unproductive within your own community. And I'm like, hey, th- there's no real harm in that. Like, it's not like you're beyond, like you're above admitting um, a fault. You know what I mean? Like it's, they try to kind of keep up this facade that like everything's all perfect. Everything's all great. Uh, nothing's really like, there's no, there's no bullshit behind the curtain or whatever. And it's like, hey, just, just come clean about it. Uh, don't try and gloss over it. Like a like a common thing that like I see a lot of black people in the UK say is, um, you know, black Americans have no culture. They have no culture, and you know that's pretty like a that's a pretty like a nasty diss. You know, they're saying uh, all you guys have been is, is slaves. You have no culture. And then one guy just got like tired of it, and he made this video. I'll never forget it. And he says, "You guys say we have no culture, but um, name one unique." Uh, black british thing because everything you have is either from 
Jamaica or Nigeria or something. It's just mandem, mandem, mandem all day, you know. <laughs> but I could point to Jamaica and say this is something that's uniquely Jamaican. I could point to Africa and say this is African. Like all you guys do is say what your parents said, and there's nothing you guys have created. You're either doing American hip hop mixed with uh, Jamaican rhythms or or African uh, something, and everybody went like. Um, nuts on him right but the point that what i found interesting was like he was he, he was responding to a threat of just african of, of uh, uh people of african descent from the uk constantly telling him that he had no culture but as soon as he said this one thing he was called divisive and and what's funny was he was responding to something that was uh the first shot so it's like yeah. Wh- yeah whether you think it's fair or not it you know that double standard I found uh, was pretty interesting. It's like that, like throwing a rock and then hiding your hands kind of thing. Like you kind of throw a shot and then when somebody calls you on it, you're like, what? Why are you attacking me? Come on. Like it's it's really like. Yeah, deceptive. there you go being divisive again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely know what you mean by that. Like it's very, uh, and also it's very like, I don't know if you just like think about it for one second. It's such like, it comes across so juvenile because it's like you're in the UK American culture is literally surrounding you at all times. Like all the shows that people quote, all the things, like all the music that a lot of people are like blasting, it's mostly American stuff. So it's like, why not just kind of like give them their props? Like, what's wrong with that? Like, there's really no, you're not really undermining yourself by just like by giving somebody else like a, like props for what they did. Like that's 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 great. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure like if you were to create something as well, you wouldn't want people to kind of be in there like juvenile state of like not wanting to acknowledge like you for it if that makes sense yeah yeah totally um part of me wonders if maybe it's because of what that guy said that there's kind of a um soft spot about maybe feeling that there's not really that same kind of thing with um the black british stuff because C- the way that he sucks such, such, such a nerve I, I started wondering that is he onto something you know like that this idea that um you're you're overlooked you know, because I, mm. I think that happens. I think that happens sometimes, feeling like like overlooked and stuff. Yeah, and now now actually a lot of like scenes and like a lot of uh, British actors and stuff are like starring in American shows and all that stuff. It's even like even more clear that like in order to get your career popping, you have to pretend to be a black American. So it's like it makes it even more like overt. Yeah, I found that really interesting with um, John Boyega because I'm like. John Boyega and Daisy Ridley are two British people that they brought over to star in the new Star Wars. But why is Daisy Ridley um, asked to keep or is allowed to keep her um, British accent, but John Boyega is sounding American? Like I was like, what <laughs> in-universe story choice is there needed for him to be American in space? Like, like there's nothing there. And yeah. to a degree, I think that's kind of because... When people want to see the first black person, what they want to see is is, is an American. People don't really care about, um, you know, like I think maybe there's this, I think maybe in the mind of white people, there's this idea that uh, when you see a black person with a British accent, because in America in general, people think British accents are super fancy. Even if it's just like a regular middle class or lower middle class British accent, I think a lot of American mm. people don't really have the ear to tell the class differences. And they think all British accents sound posh so maybe when they yeah. when they see if you got a british a, accent you can come over here and get all the girls i mean yeah exactly i'm gonna book my flight tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe we, they thought hey, if john boyega has a british accent he's gonna almost register as like almost white to the, to people you know he's not gonna feel authentic yeah 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 it's the image of of, of authenticity you know be and, and i mean um 
uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's that's all I had to say about that. It's like, yeah, but it's like instead of like having the authentic experience, they want the they want the image of it. I think that's why it goes like both ways, where it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, you know, we we get a lot of people basically playing roles that aren't that aren't them because like they they don't want to deal with the realities of like having to like actually interact with a black American. They just want they they want the image of it, the the projection. So you know, so you get like these people that you know probably are are like fine to do the casting of the role or something like that, but they're not, but they're but by far not the best, and they're not able to tap into that that cultural lineage and that experience, like to to deliver those roles, as like you know, with like Daniel Kaluuya and the Fred Hampton thing, and yeah, I feel like the list is too long to like even try to parse out right now. And I think I, I think that a lot of like people from the UK are aware of that, like that kind of like cultural clout that like having a British accent gives them. So they'll try and like gloss over like the dark sides of being in the UK. Like they'll try and like make it seem all great. Like, oh, there's no racism in the UK or whatever. Like it's not as bad as in America. So in order to try and preserve like that sense of Britishness that they've kind of got when they go to other places. So they don't want to kind of like say, hey, I'm I'm British, but Brit- like white British people really don't fuck with me. They'll, they'll try and kind of like place themselves next to white British people more and then kind of check their tone a little bit and kind of not throw British white people under the bus like that, if that makes sense. Oh, oh, no, totally. That's why I was asking if it was an illusion or not that um, black British people, because I don't know if what I'm seeing are these, like, it would be like, for example, if if a white person looked at uh, black blue check people in America and took that as the typical black person, you know, I would be pretty... um, offended or i'd be like no uh trust me even among black people here that's a very weird group so i was worried if i was doing the same thing with black british people as in the black british people that i was seeing that were allowed to be ambassadors for black britain um spoke for everyone because i noticed a tendency that that you're talking about that they kind of go easy on white british people even when it comes to talking about racism like um when they complain about how they weren't getting jobs in england it was more they made it seem like uh, it was just a oversight that uh, they weren't able to see how good uh, they had it at home as far as how much talent they had and that their heads were up their ass, you know, as opposed to, no, these people are just racist people who are deliberately choosing um, not to hire you. Like, like, like this lady, Kush Jumbo, was giving a speech to a bunch of white people and she's like, you know, the American people can see how good we are, you know, so why can't you guys see it? And it wasn't, so it was about um, you guys just can't recognize quality acting as opposed to you guys are racist. You know, she she wouldn't she didn't want to go there. It was that the Americans were better at recognizing talent, mm. and you white British people uh, aren't. So yeah, that, yeah I that, was wondering to what level do you find that on the ground, not just with these actors or people who are elevated those attitudes. I think it's a very like uh, it's very like you can tell they're kind of like measuring their words not to offend a certain group of people because. If you're the average like working guy or working girl in the UK, you come so face to face with the just the bluntness of like the system, you know, like the, there is no cuddly cuddliness to it. It's like the mask is on the floor. Like you, you really come face to face with it, you know, like and uh, if you are a bit more cooperative and like you're kind of like saying the right things, you know, walking the right way, kind of like not not having the right kind of ideology, you're kind of basically just left out in the desert by yourself kind of thing like uh i think a lot of british actors kind of said that as well in the uk it's very obvious that they don't want you there so 
they'll just have jobs literally reserved just for white people so if you're trying to apply for it it's it's kind of you just kind of pointlessly wasting your time in a lot of cases in like creative industries so you kind of have to i guess like adapt to survive and that really kind of forces them to uh, become this weird like twisted version of what white people think of them as all right so that was a preview if you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes then by all means go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks take care y'all